リバーオンザレイハーイ !How are you?I'm good, how are you?I'm doing absolutely fabulous, darling.Have you been?I haven't seen you in stereo in a hot minute, darling. I know it's so good to be back. I, you know, full time job problems. I, I ghosted stereo for a bit, but it's so good to be back with you. What a nice way for me to kind of, you know, tune back in. To cream, uh, creep back in as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. <laughs> how's it? How's how's your time away? What you been doing? Oh, you know, socializing, drinking, and also working. I'm in work 40 hours a week. So that's the most of my time filled. And then my days off have just been spent, you know, making up for lost time, hanging out with friends. So, yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's good to be back here. And I saw, I saw Catherine's story, how you are headed over to Manchester to have a, a little cocktail or two with her for her birthday. I did. That was so nice. Yeah, that was so nice to see each other because it felt like we'd been hanging out on stereo for so long. So to hang out in real life was really fun. It was such a fun day slash night. Lots of pizza and lots of drinks. Very much needed. Did you get absolutely sloshed on in? I mean, I tried not to. It was a school night. I did have work the next day, but yeah, I was pretty fucked up. And um, but I managed to, you know, get through the day of work, um, which is all you know I really wanted. So I, I did it. <laughs> yes, and you came at a, a, a very good time because of these um, stereo updates. We can now see both of our avatars together, and we can yeah. see just how. Fabulous we are. Look at this. It's so cute. I love us. Our little septum rings. Oh, yes. Look at us. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I, I had to give you the heads up because I didn't want you to look like plain Jane, you know. <laughs> And now that you use you yourself up, I'm like, I'm loving it. I'm loving the look. Yeah, I got a little purple boob tube moment, you know. Didn't want to be turning up in some like plain t shirt default avatar look. So, yeah, thanks for the heads up. I'm loving my outfit tonight. <laughs> yes. So, um, before we start, let me give um, you your, your intro. Um, welcome, mm. guys. This is Tea Time with Paolo Pereira. This is my regular podcast going from stereo to all streaming websites. So, any, any streaming insights you guys go on to title spotify apple music anything at all it's probably going to be there and today is no exception i have the absolutely gorgeous the finest from liverpool give it up for <laughs> cupcake alaska guys <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's i'm a one person soundboard i always have to say this you know <laughs> <laughs> oh god i love it the energy is is so here i love it i love it i love it as well i want to ask you i know was it i know you you've popped in a few times for tea time mm -hmm. um as a regular um um listener uh i just want to ask you have you seen ev any other tea time episodes ever since um since Catherine's episodes um no i i've popped into a couple but Catherine's was the only one I stayed for the duration um 
was really helpful to be honest because I learned through that that she was like a huge fan of the tv show friends and so I got her like a cute little like friends like birthday card and I was like thanks for the tea time like learned something new about my friend you know that was cute but um no I listened to Tegan's as well um after Mm -hmm. you were live so I listened back to that one but yeah like love this show so grateful to be a part of it yeah, very exciting. I only say this because after Catherine's episode, you actually messaged me into you. It was like, oh my God, babes, I have to be on tea time. I'm like, girl, come through, honey. Come through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Needed to have my moment. And, he- and here it is. Here we are. Yeah. So guys, just to give you some awareness, if this is your first time tuning in to Tea Time, welcome. We love new listeners and welcome to the returnees um, joining us for a new episode of Tea Time with Paolo Pereira. This is basically a podcast shining a light on my special guest, which happens to be em- uh, Emily Morris, aka Cup Cup, um, ooh, Cup Cup, Cupcake Alaska. <laughs> And this is basically getting to know who they are as they are um, today and just seeing um, what we can find out about them uh, by the end of the show. Who knows? You might take away some some new information about her life tonight, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, I want to ask you the first question, which is the most important question of them all on Tea Time, which is what tea or beverage of choice have you chosen for this discussion tonight? Um, well, Paolo, I think it was only uh, right of me to bring my favorite beverage to the podcast, which is the somewhat only beverage I drink when I'm doing podcasts, and that is red wine. So, yeah, no, no tea, <laughs> but, but I do have I red wine it. tonight. <laughs> I love it. Is there a specific red wine that you usually go for, your go-to wine? Um, as long as it's Merlot and vegan, like I'll pretty much drink anything. So yeah, it's just a nice yeah. vegan Merlot tonight. Is, is there is there like a brand you usually go for, or is there like um you just go for any basically? Um, well, a favorite of mine is um Campo Viejo. I think I'm saying that right. Um, I the know Dejo, a lot of the people. <laughs> yeah that's it yeah 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 so this is my favorite yeah i, I know a lot of people that yeah. drink this it's it's a good one it's a good one are we are we going for just a glass are we going for a full bottle or are we gonna just have a couple <laughs> glasses tonight it's it's a school night and I, I only do have half a bottle so we'll we'll, we'll see <laughs> um <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on i'm on my first now but i'll, I'll keep you updated on that <laughs> sure i have the second glass but in 20 minutes guys for yeah, sure <laughs> yeah yeah i think so i think so <laughs> I love it. Um, another question I usually ask all my guests on Tea Time is if you like to let the listeners know, as well as those who will be listening on streaming sites later when this is available, um, where you are in the world right now and how is your lockdown situation, if any? Yeah, so I'm in Liverpool right now. This is where I'm based. I'm originally from um, a little small town called Wigan, um, which is 40 minutes away or so. Um, But yeah, I've lived here for four years and this is where I reside. And my lockdown situation is, to be honest, like going back to work full time and, and being like a massage therapist. So like literally like 
touching people all day long my covid bubble has been like a little bit burst so even though we are still mm-hmm. performing treatment safely and securely you know i feel like i'm really feeling you know th- the end of this now um in my world anyway because i've just been thrown right back in and i'm grateful for that you know i i um i enjoy i feel safe with what i do and i, I enjoy it so yeah i mm-hmm. i'm ready mm-hmm. for for the world to open for sure Yes, I mean, it's not long left. Hopefully, fingers crossed, if the anti-maskers don't fuck it up and mm-hmm. those who are not into the vaccinations, anyone who doesn't believe in that, hopefully, fingers crossed, will be fully out by the 21st of June. So, fingers crossed, guys, we are going to be touching each other. We're going to be freaking rubbing our tits with each other. We're going <laughs> to be sweating in the clubs together and everything Please. and all that jazz. Yeah. I really hope so. Yes. Mhm. Mhm. I want to ask you how was your how was your lockdown compared to the first time? Um. It's you know what it's it's been consistent. I mean, look, I have three crazy animals, a boyfriend with ADHD. I'm very creative, so I did a lot of arts and crafts and stuff i also love cleaning so being able to have access to that like at all times was like a really great pastime um yeah like i obviously there was moments where i was like oh my god fuck this i can't wait for it to end but for the most part it's been a steady wave of just trying to keep busy and you can probably hear my cat now um they keep me very entertained. So, oh my yeah. god, what's the cat's name? Kitty Alaska or something like that? His name is actually Prince, um, named after the Duh. prince. Um, so oh, yeah, he's a prince little icon, but he's purple rain, purple <laughs> rain. Yep, that's him. Um, and then my dog Duh. is called Pappy, and my other cat is called Gia. So yeah. Yes, I love it. I love it. Um, so you say that during the first lockdown, I mean, are you one of those people who were thriving this whole time, or did you did you were you like everyone else who came on tea time and admitted that they struggled a bit due, uh, due to their mental health and everything like that? Yeah, I think it definitely came in waves. Um. I mean, like I say, I am lucky enough to live with someone. I think I definitely would have struggled more if, you know, I was living on my own. So, you know, praise be, you know, I had the company. But, you know, yeah, there were definitely days when I was, like, really down and, you know, struggled. But, yeah, I wouldn't say I was thriving. I'm definitely grateful to be because I'm quite a social person so having that taken away from me like was really like numbing at times um Mm -hmm. but yeah I do feel like I've been quite lucky with with how it's planned out but I was so over the fucking zoom calls and things by the third one Mm -hmm. I was like I can't get drunk on zoom anymore like I want to go to the gay clubs and like swing round a pole like i don't want to be on zoom anymore like i'm over it so yeah i, could, I couldn't do another <laughs> yes, one that's for sure <laughs> i love that whole life i love that whole life yes. <laughs> i love it i love it 
Um, guys, before we start, um, I just want to say this uh, because I say on every episode of Tea Time now, um, I am accepting any donations. If you are enjoying the show, if you are loving our conversation tonight during Tea Time with Paolo Pereira featuring Cupcake Alaska tonight, um, all donations, all the proceedings will be going 100% to Stonewall Charity, which is an absolutely fabulous charity, which supports the LGBT plus community and as well is working with Black Trans Lives Matter. So 99p, 99 cents, wherever you are in the world, any donations whatsoever going my way will go to a good cause charity. Otherwise, if you can't donate, that's absolutely fine. I appreciate you a lot by being here. Send us some reactions. Send us some love with the voice notes by saying, hi, Paolo. Hi, what was it? Cupcake Alaska. Anything like that. And if you're enjoying the show, guys, Sharon is caring. Karen is kind. And yes, before we get into it, let me... Um, play this diddy and we'll get into your tea time experience Woo! so the first message is cedric andretti yo oh my god it's tea time with oh my god emily what's going on one of my other favorite manchesterians or what do you call manx <laughs> i don't know mank manchesterians i don't know but anyway you catherine <laughs> nicola all of y'all all three of y'all have the best accents. I could just listen, literally listen to all three of y'all all day long. <laughs> Fuck it, in it. But anyway, <laughs> Paolo, you know I had to come on here and big you up. So everybody that's listening right now, shout out to Paolo. He is the best, Aww. the best, the most awesome person I've ever met on here. He's always giving me good vibes, good energy. So... I'm coming to return the favor, my friend. <laughs> Thank you for all that you do because you're amazing. And shout out to you too, Emily. What a lovely um, message. I know. Don't you think he, he's like a, his voice is like smooth chocolate honey? By the time oh, he yes. finished that voice note, I, I basically came after like 15 times in a matter of two seconds, you know? <laughs> Love that. <laughs> bam bam his voice is smooth honey his voice is smooth <laughs> okay let's get into it guys ladies gentlemen non-binary peeps and cupcake alaska are you ready for your tea time experience yes i am yes let's get into it so based on your life who you are as you are your first subject of tea time is a person of influence and admiration. Tonight, your chosen choice is... My chosen choice is Lily Allen. Oh, why Lily Allen? Oh, what's that? She, she's just an icon. Um, I, I thought about this for a while because there's a lot of people that inspire me at the moment. Right now, I'm really just obsessed with Bimini Bambulash um absolutely icon, but I really wanted to think about someone that's really inspired me for like a long time and I've looked mm -hmm. up to and um, so that's where I kind of fell on Lily Allen because I've really loved her for well since I was 13 I want to say um yeah so I just think that as a person she's very you know outspoken um and she released a book a couple of years ago maybe three um 
in which she basically talked about all the things she's kind of had to deal with in her life. Um, and for mm-hmm. anyone that doesn't know, she's basically just faced many, many battles, um, you know, from things like sexual assault in the music industry, depression. Um, she talks about her past with like cheating. She had a stalker. She also faced bankruptcy she went through drug addiction um she talks about diet culture she she basically just has a really dark and troubled past and you know while most people would shy away from talking about it um lily just speaks so freely and like openly about you know things like this and yeah i've just always really really admired that about her um and also she's she's just very very political we share a lot of the same political views and she's just she's got this like fuck it attitude in everything that she does and mm-hmm. i just feel like that's something i've really always looked up to and, and you know aspired to be be more like mm-hmm. so yeah yeah so let's let's get into the first thing so you were 13 what year was this exactly um this would be 2006 so i think that's when her first album was released so you know we got things like smile um and the song that i really loved her for was that she does a song called knock em out have you heard it yeah, I, I know of the album. Yeah. I've listened to it and I, I just think she's fabulous, really. She is. So this song, Knock em Out, is basically about rejecting people's like forward advances on nights out. And, you know, obviously mm-hmm. I was 13, so it's not something I was yet familiar with, although I would come to be. Um, but I, yeah, I just thought the way she like spoke in songs was like so badass. Like not only were the songs like absolute bangers, but the lyrics were always just like so funny, but also really like they had a message. Like there's not many Lily Allen songs that don't have a message in them and I feel like that's you know really important for artists to do is to be like here's a song that you can dance to and have fun to but also like when you listen a bit deeper just there's a message in there I think that's just like the best ever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean uh, also with the book which was um titled my thoughts exactly I've Mm -hmm. read the book as well and I thought she she's just had like this like astonishing life the the good and the bad and it's truly inspiring and it does detail a lot what you just mentioned as well like um being assaulted in the music industry and everything like that do you was it do you not think this is such typical behavior which needs to be stopped in this industry yeah absolutely i mean you know it's so sad that this I feel like it's something that we all know is happening and sometimes you know more often than not it takes years for people to come out and speak about it um Mm -hmm. and yeah it's definitely something we need to be talking about and bringing awareness to because like it's so so common and you know it's disgusting that people have to go through such massive traumas like when they're trying to just you know build their lives and, and you know gain success it's yeah it's it's a big deal so yeah we should be talking about it for sure does and her second album which was titled it's not me it's you um go if you actually think about it truly and you look at most of the track list names do you not think this was an indication that she was basically given a hint that like she is going through these uh, fucked up things in her life Absolutely. I think, you know, I think throughout a whole career, even before the book, she was referencing things in songs. Um, you know, 
I'm just looking at the album now and you've got everyone's at it you know she's talking about like drug use and like you know especially in the music industry problems with like addiction um there's yeah there's loads of songs on that album that yeah fuck you is on that album as well like it's so political it's so like hey look at all these problems that as an artist in the industry growing and learning I'm facing like she's always had these messages in in almost every song so yeah she's she's been talking about it from day one for sure Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and usually was it on tea time like I I respect you for choosing um Lily Allen as your person of choice Usually on tea time, majority of the guests would choose like a family member such as a passing one that left us and or like um, a current member of the family that's still alive and still kicking. Why, mm-hmm. why, is she, is, why is she truly your, your person of influence, really? Well, you know, I, there's definitely family members that I look up to, but... I don't know, like growing up, it was more kind of like I was left to make my own decisions about the world. And, you know, my parents gave me, you know, quite a solid base. I mean, look, my mum's punk as fuck. Like I was raised on like mm-hmm. the Sex Pistols and, you know, the Smiths and, and, and music that always really had a political message. Um, and, you know, that was the foundation of my upbringing, which, yeah, you know, I suppose did then inspire me to go off and find other artists that I maybe enjoyed a little bit more that still carried that message and still influenced me. But, yeah, like my mom is like, although she has probably the same views as someone as Lily Allen, she's not a very outspoken person. And she's mm-hmm. I mean, my brother will uh, is listening and will probably agree. Like she's quite passive. She's like, yeah. I'm punk as fuck and this these are my beliefs but she's also like a bit of a soft ass and like wouldn't necessarily like scream it from the rooftops whereas me I feel like I've got it in my blood to be a bit more like well no fuck this like that's wrong I don't agree with that like you know she's an earth sign I'm a fire sign so you know like there's a there's a little bit more mm, passion in in my personality I think so yeah I feel like Lily Allen inspired me potentially to mm-hmm. take those views and do something a little bit more with them and and, and be a bit more upfront in a way so yeah because now it make, now that it makes sense that you you said that um would you say was it would you say um this influence um from lily allen and your mother as such like gave you the ability to like like basically tell yourself and testify that I should live my life um, for the fullest. I should not give two fine fucks about what the white man tells me. And like, I should not allow myself to let others um, think otherwise because it just sounds like, because like, I know, I, I don't know you too much, but I've seen you, your talks and everything. And you're, you're really passionate. You're such a passionate person when it comes to these mm-hmm. political discussions on stereo. Yeah, for sure. I think, like, I don't know, like, I've just always felt like we can have these feelings and these thoughts, but, like, what are they really if we don't voice them and and spread a message? And, yeah, I feel like I really have found that voice on stereo, so I'm so grateful for, like, that part of lockdown and, and discovering that. Shout out, Catherine, for introducing me. Um, But, no. yeah, I, I agree with, with what you're saying. I do think 
you know, like I say, since I was 13, I've just kind of been like, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to be Lily Allen. I'm going to get my boobs out on stage. Not at 13. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, just, I just, I, I love anyone, right, that just is like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm not going to listen to the white man. I'm not going to fall into society's boxes. Like, anyone who lives their life in that way, to me, is an icon. That's why I mentioned Bimini, because you know they're probably my most recent kind of person of admiration you know because I've just discovered Mm -hmm. them and I'm like whoa my god this person is amazing I love everything they talk about and everything they do so yeah I think I'm constantly finding people that have that same effect on me and who I am but I do think that Lily Allen was the first for sure yes and I just want to add add this Gender bender, sister, my fender. I love it. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's an icon, really. She's iconic. I love her. I love Cheers. her. Cheers. Um, yeah, with uh let's go again with Lily Allen. Like now was it now that you know of her story, now you know of her life, like what what I know like I don't like to use expectations, but what would you like to see more of Lily Allen in future? What are the things that you you are looking forward to? Um, well, first of all, I've never seen a live, which is like a really big goal of mine. Like I would love to see a perform live. I'm such a concert slash gig kind of person and it saddens me that like I've never seen her perform. So I, I would mm-hmm. love for her to tour. And I, I do know she's been working on a new album for like well over a year now maybe even two um so I think everyone is beyond ready for for new music and to be honest I'd love a documentary as well I literally read the book in like a matter of hours I feel like the experiences she's had in life um could be made into a documentary and you know further um spread awareness and open people's eyes to the you know things she's faced um, in her life which is pretty much everything you know everything that you know a person can go through she's essentially been through it and so yeah she's just a babe I love her yes yes um okay I want to ask you this question because you're such a confident um confident woman uh who's at, like just full of fabulosity what advice mm. would you give for the listeners right now listening to this, well, uh, as well as those who'll be listening to this when it's available on streaming sites, what advice would you give to these people who are currently dealing um, dealing with struggles um, such as mental health and all of that? How can you allow them to say, you know what, you need this redemption, you need a rebirth, you need to, uh, you need to have the art of le- uh, letting go, basically? Yeah, I think something that really helps me is is to just talk to everyone I'm such an oversharer so I love to just voice things as soon as they happen um I like really just think if you know someone in your life who is like a really good listener um talk to them and having someone listen can just feel like such a big release um Mm -hmm. you know in the place that I work as well doing the treatments that I do um I'm such an advocate for like taking time for yourself um and using it wisely in the sense of self-care and pamper and meditation I've been trying to do a lot of meditating recently and um things like that but I think just yeah write things down as well I feel like when I've been at my lowest like I wrote so many little 
poems and stories and you know to release an energy or a feeling from your body is so liberating um mm-hmm. sorry my cat is just literally throwing litter around he's very chaotic um <laughs> but yeah just yeah release it release it release it get it out into the world so yeah I only say this because, like, I've been on stereo um, for quite a bit now, for a hot minute. And, like, I, I'm i an advocate of positivity. I'm an advocate of making people feel good. And for those who are listening, um, such as Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Hey, girl. Um, <laughs> she she is aware, and I'm, I'm sure you are aware, that when it comes to my voice notes and everything like that, I I stand up for people. I stand up for myself. I don't give two fine fucks about what people tell me I should be or shouldn't mm-hmm. be. And like, I just I just like I just tell people you need to you need to be yourself. Do not allow yourself mm-hmm. um, for others to tell you otherwise. Because at the end of the day, you're just declining that mental health that you truly deserve. You you need to like let go of what people are telling uh, like saying to you you need to let go of like going to the streets for example and you see people staring at you and I'm like oh are they looking at me because i'm ugly are they looking at me because like they want to sexually assault me like mm-hmm. do you know what i'm trying to say i do i do and i think it's important to kind of carry this like fact with you that a lot of society's structures and the ways that we're almost programmed from birth to kind of think that we're supposed to look like or behave like that to me, it's just a way to control us. And, you know, it's, I don't want to get too political. I know we're talking about Lily Allen. So, but you know, no, go for it. Listen, this is tea <laughs> time. We can, we can be as political as possible, like as you want. Cause like yeah. I give no flying fucks about what people say. Like my, in my last episode, like the wildcard um, subject was about mental health. And I brought the fact that when it came to mental health um, this year and last year, it was uh, all regarding of insecurity. It was all regarding people um, vocalizing about Black Lives Matter. And I'm just like thinking, listen, you have been um, deceived by the white men. You have been deceived only because like you have been told that to think this and to think that, or was it to say this and that? But I am just like, shut the fuck up listen to yourself if you know exactly if you are listening to your gut rather than was it other people then this is what the person that you're supposed to be should be i agree i think it's it's sad isn't it because i think a lot you know who you are within you know who you are in your own heart you know what your desires are um you know what your interests are you know what you know gives you a buzz and gives you but more often than not what we see happening is people watering down those parts of themselves and those elements of the personality to fit into a box and um you know to do damage control so that they're not judged or you know they're not you know I don't know but at the end of the day if if that's letting other people win and I've always seen it as you know this is who I am this is what I want and I'm just like a selfish bitch. Like I'm gonna do whatever I feel like I want <laughs> I to do. It. Like if people want to like cat call me or you know girls want to say, oh, you know she she's got orange hair, she's wearing green, you know yellow and green should never be seen, bitch. Like what the hell is this color palette? 
well, no, I want to wear those colours, so, like, this is, you know, my vibe. Like, there's, you know, yellow and green can be seen whenever the fuck it wants to be, okay? So, Mm -hmm. and, you know, just little things like that, even with my interests, which, I'm, you know, we'll talk about a bit later, but my interests are very, um, you know, colourful. I like things that, you know, society probably would suggest that we grow out of you know things like toys and colors and you know all these things that society says oh yeah you put those in a box and throw them away when you reach a certain age well no like I don't stop enjoying these things like I still find them cute and fun so like I'm gonna carry on enjoying them so that's a big thing Mm -hmm. as well isn't it just being like these are my interests like I don't care if society says that I'm childish or I need to grow up like I just like them I always have (laughs) And I, I, I said this to so many people and I usually try and dig it into their, their minds real deep. It all stems to their insecurities. If they're, if they're insulting you, be like, oh, you're disgusting with, what was it, green and stuff like that. Listen, mm-hmm. you tell them, well, thank you if you think that, but I know you're an insecure bitch. I, I know yeah. myself, so I'm going to live my life, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's all projection. It's all projection. And um, is it? I can't remember this quote. The people who mind don't matter, and the people that matter don't mind. Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. you go. No one that you can I wanna... be, is important will judge you. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to ask you. I had this um this guest on tea time. I'm gonna leave them unnamed because just in case they they don't want their name mentioned. But I had this guest um recently on tea time who admitted that they enjoy um self like self destruction. They like to cause themselves pain. How how can you respond to that? Um, because when she told me that I. I I had to basically process that for like a minute or two, but and then respond after. How how can you um, say to these people who enjoy self destruction within themselves? How can you uh, um, tell them to don't do it at all and just trust themselves to be who they are? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I like. I mean it's definitely I like self-destruction in like a sex way I like to be mentally and physically in pain in bed in a in a kink Ooh, way child, but in, yeah. in, in, day, in day-to-day <laughs> life I think you should just try to be uh, releasing serotonin at any given opportunity look we've been starved of um you know social interaction for a year right we've not been able to hug people that we love I think we've all spent a year reaching for these like short bursts of serotonin wherever we can get them. Oh, I'll go on Zoom. I'll talk to people on Zoom. Oh, I'll do a little bit of arts, arts and crafts. It's it's finding these little activities for the past year that provide this, you know, burst of joy. And I think that's the way we should be moving through life constantly. We should wake up every day. I've told Liam this as well to start doing this. And he did it. Um, I always wake up every day and I usually just say it in my mind. Um, but I always say, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for this day. I'm very, very grateful. Starting the day off by saying that you're grateful will help any manifestations come into fruition. Um, I told Liam about it, my partner, and he, he works in a gym 
gym and he told me that he opened the gym um a few weeks ago and he was running around this gym just screaming I am grateful I am grateful and he sent me a video of it and I was like this is amazing like this is so the energy that you need to start the day and you know I'm still guilty of it I'll wake up in the morning look out the window see rain and be like no, this is going to be a day of despair. This day is going to be horrible. Um, and, you know, it really is true. Like the way you start your day is going to be how how that day actually pans out to be. Um, but in terms of people that kind of crave that and crave that kind of, you know, destruction, oh, I don't know. It's, I mean, look, like, chaotic situations can be fun and I know that especially when I was younger I got into a lot of situations that I knew were destructive for example you know like cheating I used to be a serial mm-hmm. cheater which I'm like you know I've grown so much since then I would never do anything like that now but at the time as like a 20 year old that was something that brought me a thrill and it was a destructive behavior that I could recognize but also that I enjoyed um and you've just got to realize that sometimes these things are actually causing other people pain and that's kind of where my turnaround was was like you know I I have to go through this life journey with other people and um, a lot of the time destructive behaviors can have like a knock-on effect and you know we should all just I don't want to sound like a hippie but we should all just like love each other and like try and stay on a Mm -hmm. happy frequency even in terrible situations like I'm the person I like to think who you know there could be something really bad happening and I'll just like make a joke and be like come on like it will just it'll be fine like we'll get through it like let's just make it funny let's just make everything funny smiling releases serotonin you know as soon as you put a smile on your face you're literally releasing chemicals in your brain so even if you're not happy you can definitely just pretend to be and it works so yeah Mm -hmm. And just to put it out there, because you mentioned it, and I totally agree. If you want to be a hurt, honey, go and get that D, and it'll make you feel better, honey. Get that vitamin D. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And besides, I got f- I fucked by my man last week, so I'm all good now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, that is the way forward. Yeah, all the way. Intimacy is yeah. key. Mm-hmm. Is there anything further into this topic you would like to go um, before we get into the next discussion? No, just that I love Lily Allen and I would recommend everyone reads her book because even if you're not a fan, it talks about some really, um, you know, just important things. And well, I'm sure everyone loves Lily Allen anyway. I mean, she's an icon. What's not to love? So, yeah. Yes. Okay, before we get into your next subject, let's play this message from your gal, Catherine. I can confirm that uh, Emily likes to get her boobs out, ideally. (laughs) Uh, There was one incident when we were at Manchester Academy watching Good Charlotte, and she was stood in the middle of the venue smoking a cigarette, and then she decided to whip her top off and throw it into the crowd, and I was like, oh my god. Fuck <laughs> <sighs> it. Yeah. It was a really good song. It was a really good song. It was good, Charlotte. Keep your hands off my girl. And I just literally went wild. It was it was an iconic moment. I remember it very well, despite being, oh. as you can imagine, smashed. <laughs> Oh, child, the last time I had that kind of good time is when I went to, where was it? 
It was the O2 Brixton Academy, and I went to um, I treated my best mate for her birthday to go and watch um, Grimes. You know Grimes? Yeah, I do. Yeah, we went to see Grimes, and when she was um, um, singing this song in Russian, I swear to God, the bitch was on drugs and she was screaming in <laughs> Russian. And I was so into it whilst I was passing a joint with me and my best mate in the middle of the venue. And you know, you're not allowed to have fucking joints or even smoke in yeah. the fucking venue. But I'm just like, you know what? Yola, you only live once, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I love sometimes the moments, right? I mean, you know, I think even sometimes the like bouncers in a venue, they won't even like, you know, stop people smoking because they just think, you know what? If there was ever a time to spark up a joint or a cig and just vibe to live music, like it's it's now. So yeah, yes, that sounds like I, love it. I wish I was there. <laughs> oh my god, you should have been. I got a tea out of it, so I'm good. <laughs> so I love good. it. I love so it. Good. What's your speaking now that Catherine put a pit out there? What was what's your favorite, your absolute favorite gig that you went to? Oh god, this is so hard. Um, oh god, there's so many. Oh, I think okay, a really iconic one that that stands out in my memory is um. Whoa, my cat is just throwing his stuff around. Sorry, everyone. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so me and my friend Rachel went watching Shania Twain. Now, I love Shania Twain. I think she's an icon. I've loved her for a very long time. So I'd been waiting mm -hmm. for, you know, almost probably over a decade, actually, because I was about six or seven when I fell in love with her. So, yeah, over a decade to see her live. And um, fucking hell, that's 20 years. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I had waited a long time for the gig anyway and then the tickets sold out really quick and we had no choice but to get these um like box seats where it was like a vip section of um men arena and um, but we paid mm -hmm. for them anyway because we were both like you know it's shania twain like fuck it like it's worth it let's just do it and then we didn't really know what these box seats were when we arrived we realized they were like a little VIP area with like these really comfy seats and your own bar. Like there is someone in there basically asking if you want drinks, which like, as you can imagine, it's so hard to get drinks in MEN Arena. Like you queue for ages. By the time you've been served, you, you've sobered up. You also have to leave the gig to get the drink. There was also private toilets in there. And also like it was Shania Twain. So to have this like amazing like VIP like being waited on like experience whilst watching an icon like Shania Twain like oh my god like it was one of the best nights of my life like I was on such a high after that gig I just thought oh what a life <laughs> but yeah that's yeah. that one for me have you have you listened to that new song with um her featuring um with that queer artist Oval Peck yes yes I have yeah yeah yes what do you think of that song uh good to be honest I, to be honest i'm like an old school shania twan so i twan twan fan wow. um yeah i'm an old school shania twain fan so i gravitate towards you know the oldies the, the slow ones particularly i'm still trying to convince liam for our first dance to be um from this moment <laughs> so yeah. i'm working on it <laughs>
I love it. I love it. Okay, let's get into your second subject. So, ladies, gentlemen, non-binary peeps, and Cupcake Alaska, are you ready for your next subject of tea time? Let's do it. Okay, so based on your life, who you are, as you are today, your next subject of tea time is a location slash destination of fond memories. Tonight, your chosen choice is... My chosen choice is um, Japan. The whole place, all of it. Just Japan. I yes. love it. Why, why Japan? Well, okay, so I visited Japan in November 2016 um, with mm-hmm. my friend Liv, who is listening. So hi, Liv. Um, but I had been absolutely infatuated with like Japanese culture as a whole since I was like, I want to say like 10 or 11. Um, and to be mm-hmm. honest, my next subject kind of like ties into that. So we can delve into that a little bit more as well. But yeah, a, a huge part of my personality in general is, um, you know, just my massive interest in like cute and colorful things. And in Japan, that aesthetic if you will is not only embraced but celebrated um so Mm -hmm. like I was saying earlier you know in western culture it's kind of common for people to refer to certain things as childish or immature um but in Japan interests like aren't really tied to age um and so you know it's just so amazing to see things like you know Pokemon and Sanrio and bright colors and just cute things in general be like enjoyed by people of like all age and constantly um so it just I don't know Japan is just my personality in a physical place and so you can imagine like when I actually visited I was just completely in my element like I never ever ever wanted to leave like I think I even cried on the plane home so yeah it's Mm -hmm. just it's just my my dream place to be honest it really is Yes. I mean, I I was supposed to go to Japan for my Asian um Asian travels um um last year, but because of the pandemic, like it has to be paused. So hopefully fingers crossed I'll be by going there by the end of the year or early next year. But what I love about the was it Japan itself is like I, I'm sure you've seen my my Instagram. Well, I'm such a foodie and I love posting food. Mm. Like, I absolutely love Japanese cuisine. I love, mm-hmm. was it, how they have such an appreciation for cats, which I absolutely adore cats. Mm. Um, I love, was it, I love the beauty, the history, the culture. And mm-hmm. I just love how they're really, really um, um, progressing when it comes to their LGBT rights over there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... There's so much to love about Japan, to be honest. Like, the one thing I don't vibe with is their relationship with, like, sea life. I think they have such a bad relationship with sea life, like, and the way they treat, like, whales and sharks and stuff. I don't really vibe with that. But literally everything else that they do um, as, like, a place and a culture is just like so fascinating you know I I spoke about the you know cute elements and the kawaii kind of vibes but like you were saying the traditions that they have and you know especially in places like Kyoto where it is more traditional Japan with like temples and geishas like you when you are in that place you are constantly fascinated with your surroundings no matter what part place city like it, it doesn't matter where you are, you are constantly in awe. And I just love that. 
Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's your favorite moments whilst you were in Japan back in 16? Um, God, there were so many. Um, let me think. I mean, the vending machines were amazing. Like, there's just, I don't know if you've seen, but they just have vending machines full of the weirdest things. You can get like, Hot I've soup, seen hot it. Drinks I've and, seen yeah. it. I really want to experience it. Even though, like, it's just—it sounds like it sounds like a like a um just a typical kind of like vending machine situation. But I I've researched into it, and it just—it's just incredible. Like, you get warm coffees, you get ramen, you get mm -hmm. like hot foods. Like, it's it's remarkable, really. Yeah, it's it's a lot of the little things in Japan, to be honest. The vending machines, the toilets are next level. They have, like, heated seats. The The toilets play music. Like, it's just... <laughs> and they just take everything to the next level. Like, that's what I mean about constantly being in awe. You can literally be taking a shit and be like, whoa, like, wow, this is mad. Like, that's why I love it so much. Like, it's just amazing. But I know we went out... Um, for a night out in um Shinjuku and um my friend Liv was on um well she arranged you know like a little tinder date with this gorgeous like Japanese girl called Masa and not only was she just like a cute date I was kind of third wheeling because my date basically turned out to be a dickhead but um she basically <laughs> took us to all the um like lesbian bars in Shinjuku which are so like hidden down these little alleyways and we never ever would have found them if it wasn't for this girl's you know assistance and help and she took us to all these like cute little like yeah because the bars in Japan are so tiny as well so it was just so like cute and cozy and you know you've just got these gorgeous like girls in there just vibing and talking and like we, me and Liv basically ended up getting absolutely paralytic. Like I don't know what they put in drinks in Japan, but like <laughs> we were on another level. And this poor girl had to get a taxi for me and Liv, and we were like, you know, miles away from where we were staying. And bless her, she bought us these little like burgers from this Seven Eleven. And oh my god, it was so chaotic, but like honestly, one of the best nights of my life. So good. Mm -hmm. I was gonna I was gonna say, even though I haven't been to Japan, guys, if you think the Brits are alcoholics, the Japanese are next level. Let me tell you that. <laughs> they really are. Like they know how to party. Like they do not stop. They really don't. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I wanna ask you for someone who's experienced Japan and for someone who's about to go, what things would you recommend um for me to do there, basically? Okay, so you definitely need to go to the robot restaurant. Have you seen this? I've heard of it. So it's called Robot Restaurant. It's in Shinjuku, which... Oh, no, this was a different night, actually. But it's basically the most chaotic thing, but amazing thing I've ever... It's basically a robot show um, with various different, you know, robots, but of gigantic size, Um there's dancers there's apparently a storyline to the show but it's so colorful and chaotic that and also you're drinking and you just completely lose sense of what the fuck is happening but also like you don't care like you are so entertained like for example like you know this giant aluminous spider will come out with this like you know girl in its mouth like and it's flashing loads of different <laughs> colors and, and, and while you're trying to take in the the madness of this spider 
another shark will come out behind it with like three girls on top of it riding it like a bike and you're just like whoa what the fuck <laughs> like you're just constantly <laughs> like oh my god but it's just like if you go to japan you have to have to experience this like on one of the nights because it's just fantastic um cat cafes are next level over there as well um, I can't exactly remember the name of the one me and Liv went to, but it was really, Ooh. really cute. And they have just the most gorgeous breeds um, in Japan as well. And um, also there's a place called um, the Monster Cafe, Kawaii Monster Cafe. Um, mm-hmm. And similar to the robot restaurant, it's just you walk in and you're just like, whoa, everything's like luminous, colourful. Like they serve you this like massive um array of dishes that are like rainbow spaghetti i think we had at one point um it's mm-hmm. just amazing so yeah those would probably be my top three um places to visit but yeah i definitely want to go back hopefully next year or maybe mm-hmm. even this year in august but probably not this year no i mean if i'm if i'm going if i'm going there in by the end of the year or early, early next year bitch you need to come with me you know honest to god yeah i want us all to go i want like everyone i know like to just be there and we'll just absolutely Mm -hmm. have the best time of our lives but yeah it's amazing i know i know this is uh this is a silly question but have you experienced the hello kitty cafe the pokemon cafe um did you experience like the next level mcdonald's over there i know this sounds like a silly question but have you experienced this kind of silliness Oh, yes, we had a lot of Happy Meals, purely because the toys that you get with Happy Meals in Japan are just, like, absolutely iconic. Um, And we, on one of the days we were there, we went to a place called Sanrio Town, which is essentially mm-hmm. a Disneyland, but for Sanrio characters, Um, which, mm-hmm. as you can imagine, was just iconic. It had all these, like, cute little rides and loads of, like, Hello Kitty merchandise. So, yeah, like, we fully, fully embraced that kind of, like, cute cartoony anime you know part of japan like we absolutely loved it it was so good yes i love it and what is like what is the the most strangest um what is the most strangest outrageous thing you've seen out there hmm like it's, it's like next level as in you can't you can't stop thinking about it still to this day to be honest the robot show like honest to god like Liv if you've got any ideas as well and I know you're listening if you want to send a voice note with something you remember from Japan that blew your mind but I do think that robot show was probably a highlight for both of us because we were just watching it in complete awe um and also like Harajuku um which again we'll talk about in the next um section but Harajuku Mm -hmm. is just the best place on earth like the Harajuku street fashion is on another level like it's everything i aspire to be basically so just the way people present themselves in general will just blow your mind and yeah it's just amazing so yeah and i heard was it i heard um from a few friends who who's been out there that um us um british people or let's say the americans when they go over there the Japanese find it so was it find it so fascinating that we're in Japan and they're just like, oh my god, you're oh, you're a celebrity, you're no. famous. Listen to this, right? I am pretty sure that Liv and I wore, you know, a full face of makeup every single day 
that we were out there apart from this one day we were probably hung over to be honest so we just basically were like we'll go into town you know we'll get some food we won't bother putting any makeup on and of course it was on this day when this japanese gentleman approached us and literally acted like we were celebrities he was like oh my god hi like so nice to meet you and he said please can i take a picture of you guys for my friends and me and Liv were like um like we look like shit like it's literally just us we're in like <laughs> you know like trackies like we could not fathom why this person wanted to take a picture of us we did it like we basically you know just smiled for this photo um but me and Liv were just like it's so mad the way that yeah they 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 think you know us westerners are like yeah like celebrities to the point where he literally <laughs> took a photo of us and we were just like smiling awkwardly like yeah geez <laughs> but, you, but, but were you aware of this before you went there were you aware of the situation yeah i think so i mean they, they definitely admire us and you know it's there's a dark side to it as well because you know there's a lot of um surgeries that you know i'm sure you were of happen in um asian cultures especially to do with um eyes a lot of asian women have eye surgery to make their eyes look more western and i think mm-hmm. um yeah a lot of um japanese people are they just want to be us look like us and they, they just find us fat so yeah it was something out and you can see it even when you're in japan with like the advertising you know if the advertising you know even like a yogurt drink or something like that the woman on the advert will be japanese but very western looking do you know what i mean so that it's one mm-hmm. of them it's it, it is quite funny and you know i laugh about it saying oh we took a picture but there's definitely like a dark side to it as well and it's so sad that you know some people are literally you know changing their appearance to to be more like us but you know it's yeah it's definitely something i was aware of and definitely something that i seen firsthand when i was there so yeah I mean, I don't want to get into it, but um, because you mentioned that there's a dark side towards Japan. I mean, did you hear about, did you hear, do you know of the suicide forest? I do. Yeah, that is, um, yeah, I think, I don't know if I would ever personally go because um, I know that, you know, despite it being this really dark place, it is weirdly like a tourist attraction as well. I know, I think there's a series mm-hmm. on Netflix called Dark Tourist and I think he visits there, so yeah, it was something I was aware of, but I just want to see the little Hello Kitty teddies and stuff. Like, I don't know if that's a part of Japan that, like, I necessarily want to delve into. So, mm. but the, uh, this is the thing. Do you do you uh, do you agree with me by when I say this? But um, because of this whole cuteness kawaii um, situation that's happening in Japan, do you think it's because they're they're like? shielding it for the their like insecurities and the darkness over there because from what i from what i researched over the years like they overwork themselves they they punish themselves too much like they yeah. they are they are trying to make themselves happy with all this colorful stuff around them but in reality like the majority of people in japan are like not taking their mental health so seriously would you agree? Oh, yeah. I absolutely agree. I'm the same as you. I've read up a lot about it. I know that even with, you know, like the whole, you'll see a lot of people um, in both, to be honest, both China and Japan, they wear masks a lot, which I know is very normalized to us now, obviously, because of everything that's happened. But I did read somewhere as well that a lot of the mask wearing in Asian cultures is not 
because they are, you know, fearful of, you know, illness or things like that. But it's actually an insecurity thing. And a lot of um, Japanese um, people are really insecure about the um, mouths and teeth. Um, Mm -hmm. And also they don't have great social skills. Um, So they use masks actually to stop um, being seen um, and also for like interaction, which is really sad. Like I read that and I was like, no, that makes me so sad. And also another thing I noticed when I was over there is that um, every time we would get a train somewhere, you would see businessmen literally sound asleep. Like so many people on the trains were out cold fast asleep and like you say it's because the the work these long 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 hours and you know days and days and days of working and so the work-life balance is so off a lot of the time in japan Mm -hmm. so that was another thing that i noticed as well and and this is um oh my god before i lose my training of thought this is uh oh like i lost it wait did i Wait, give me one second. I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think what was the qu- next question. Uh, okay, I'll try and think of it. But I, I know the next question I want to ask you. Um, I'm sure when you were there, you experienced like the whole earthquakes and stuff. Have you not? To be honest, no. Like when we went, everything was pretty calm, and you know the weather for the most part kind of reflects our seasons in the UK. So. We went in November and it was just basically mild. But, you know, I've seen obviously the, you know, disasters and stuff that happen over there quite regularly. But we were lucky enough just to experience pretty normal weather and and, and conditions, to be Mm -hmm. honest. So, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so I remember my question now. Here we go. So, like, saying what I said before... This all stems um, due to insecurities and their depression and everything like that and their mental health. Do you do you believe because they see Westerners such as ourselves coming to their country and thinking that we're like these some sort of celebrities? Do you believe like when they see us, it's like a ray of hope, knowing that we uh, we live in a, like such countries such as Great Britain or America or whatever. And they think they have this assumption, oh, they're probably living their best lives. Like, I want to live that life. Do you think that? Potentially, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, there's a lot of admiration there. And, you know, I don't particularly know the the psychology behind it too much but I know for sure that yeah they're very fascinated with pretty much everything that we do as westerners to be honest um but yeah for sure that's that's defo a thing mm-hmm. yes is there anything further you want to discuss with this topic before we move on um no I think Liv has sent a little voice note about maybe the weirdest thing that we experienced when um, yeah. we were there but that's a, she'll uh, probably cover it yeah let me play this uh, I'm gonna say definitely the bloody maid cafes I mean Jesus <laughs> Christ being sat at 12 o'clock in the afternoon being forced to wear a pair of fluffy fluffy bunny ears whilst I eat my dinner <laughs> every time you take the bunny ears off they'd come back around and put them back on um, the, the little maids in the costumes Um and then, obviously, out of nowhere, in the middle of the dinner, the little dance that they did. I'm, I'm sure you can elaborate on this more, but by a country mile, the weirdest thing for me was definitely the maid cafe. 
Yeah, the okay. meat cafes. I, I, yeah. I you need to you got you need to explain this. Like I heard of made cafes, but I'm not aware of it fully. Can you explain? Yeah, so it's essentially a cafe. You know, it's a little diner, but all the waitresses mm-hmm. are dressed as maids, and it's it's a huge tourist thing. Like a lot of tourists um, visit these places, and like Liv mentioned, you kind of walk in, and they basically put on these fluffy ears they, they basically just put them on your head it's like you've got no choice you are wearing these i think mine were like cat ears lives were like bunny ears or something like that um <laughs> and then they make you so you all your food is you know as you can imagine cute i think we had like this um like little katsu curry thing and then they come over and they draw you choose an animal and they draw that animal onto your curry with soy sauce then you have to like Ooh. do like a little spell on your food before you eat it. So it's kind of like a little, kind of like a prayer or like a ritual. And, you know, you have to do this little hand action where you make like a love heart. Like, and like Liv was saying, this was like 12 o'clock, you know, we just woke up and like we we're getting made to do all this. Like, you know, let's, let's call it for what it is. It was like a bit cringe to be honest, but also like this is Japan. <laughs> like this is, this is Japanese culture. Like they just love all that cutesy like stuff so but yeah that is and and i think what was really interesting is obviously i think we were sat on one side and then i think next to us there was like a big group of you know tourists you know a group of like americans but then across the room there was just this like one you know i'd say 30 year old gentleman in like his work clothes who'd clearly gone there for like Mm -hmm. a post-work meal and and i think we found that quite fascinating was like yeah we're going and we're doing this gimmicky like thing with the cat ears on but to see you know a 35 year old man wearing a pair of bunny ears just eating his dinner on his own was just like wow like this this shit's really like embraced isn't it like this is like people of all walks of life come here to have a good time and to be doted on by these like maids like it's a bit weird, but also we love it. Like, it's one of those things, like, you've got to do it when you go. You just have to. I love how was it. Um, just uh, first off, thank you for that um, voice note, Liv. Thank you for that. I really appreciate that. And secondly, I just find it funny how if you take it off, they're going to, like, come straight up your ass and, like, <laughs> fucking put that shit back in your head. And they're just like, no, 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 you need to wear that. And smile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's get into the next subject. Uh, ladies, gentlemen, non-binary peeps and Cupcake Alaska, are you ready for the next subject? Yes. Yes. Okay, so based on your life, who you are, as you are, your next subject of tea time is one of my favorites um a piece of music of inspiration and influence so this could be a song or an album of any kind so tonight your chosen choice is my chosen choice is an album by gwen stefani it was her first um debut album and it's called love angel music baby and it's abbreviated as lamb um so yeah this is a huge part of who I am and why I am the way I am. So yeah, this is this is a big one. 
when you was there when you when you ch uh, decided to choose this and when i saw that answer i was just like oh my god like this is like a throwback i listen the oh, amount yeah. of times i've listened to this album in my in my lifetime like jesus christ it's like such an iconic <laughs> album why why is this was there why is this an album of influence for you Okay, so basically, I've always been a really big fan of No Doubt, which is which was Gwen Stefani's, you know, original band growing up. So when mm -hmm. I was eleven and Gwen started her, you know, solo career, I was just absolutely over the moon. I was just like, okay, here's here's my queen, um, you know, releasing an album. And I remember just using, like, the lyric booklet to, like, memorise every single word. And, like, every song, as you probably know, is an absolute bop anyway. Um, so, mm -hmm. apart from the album just consisting of so many amazing songs, like, you know, Hollaback Girl, you've got Rich Girl, you know, amazing songs. Um, it also had a song on there called Harajuku Girls. Um, mm -hmm. And in the music video, um, Gwen was starting to to introduce these gorgeous um, Japanese dancers. Um, so me being like, you know, 11, scrambled to the internet, um, dial up at the time, um, tried to get information, you know, about like, who are these girls? Like what, what, what even is a Harajuku girl? Like I, I didn't even really know at the time. So I then found out that her dancers that she was working with, um, she had little names for them so one was called love one was called angel one was called music and one was called baby and this is where the album title came from um, and then abbreviated to lamb for short also ended up mm. being the name of like her perfume and clothing line um but you know more importantly i discovered what you know a harajuku girl was and basically she was talking about her love for harajuku which you know i mentioned in the previous subject which is basically this amazing shopping district in japan um and it's just the perfect place to buy like outrageous fashion and you know when you're there like I mentioned before you literally just see like the most amazing outfits like it's so out there and just you know no nothing that I could ever personally put together like it's just everyone who kind of hangs around in Harajuku is so fashionable um, and I was just obsessed so this literally was just everything I dreamed of and more Um, so that that really was kind of were my obsession with japan came from as well and i remember my mom bought me um that year this book for christmas and it's called fruits if anyone wants to like google it or look it up i don't have it anymore which is really shit so if anyone wants to like buy me a birthday present then i would love that book um but it's called <laughs> fruits and she bought me that for a christmas present and it's basically full of photos of japanese um street fashion um and yeah just flicking through that that's really where my like obsession with japan was really born and you know I, I just feel like without Gwen and that album and like her influence on my you know fashion and interests like I really I don't think would be the person that I am today um and yeah even like I don't know if you know this but I was on a tv show a couple of years ago um Ooh, <laughs> please do I, tell so I went on a on a dating show um about three years ago now called Dress to Impress have you ever seen it I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Yeah. So it's basically like a dating show where you dress. It's like a blind dating show and you dress the person. But in my VT, um, when, you know, 
they were asking me about like my fashion and how I like to dress I actually spoke about Gwen and spoke about how she'd definitely influence like my fashion choices of today and and it's it's even beyond fashion choices you know like this is like I wanted to be Gwen like I just everything she kind of like looked like and and was aesthetically um I, I wanted to be and so yeah huge huge part of of who I am today is is that album it really really is so yeah mm-hmm. so let me give a lowdown to those listening who aren't aware of this album and if you haven't listened to this album where the hell have you been girl (laughs) okay so it is called love angel music baby it is the debut solo studio album by american singer gwen stefani it was released on november 12 2004 by indescope records stefani who has previously released five studio albums as lead singer of the rock band no doubt began recording uh, recording solo material in early 2003 she began working on love angel music baby as a side project that would become a full album after no doubt went on hiatus um stefani co-wrote every song on the album collaborating with um, various sing- um, songwriters and producers including andre 2000 dallas austin dr dre jimmy jam and, and terry lewis the neptunes and linda perry the album also features guest appearances um, by eve and andre 3000 Designed to sound like the 1980s dance record Love Angel Music Baby was influenced by artists and bands such as The Cure, Lisa Lisa, New Order, Prince, Dispatch Mode, and Madonna. The album incorporates a diverse range of genres including electropop, dance rock, new wave, R&B, hip-hop, soul, and disco, whilst lyrically explores themes of fashion, wealth, and relationships. Promotion of the album included the release of six commercially successful singles and the North American Harajuku Lovers Tour. While promoting, Stefani was accompanied by backup dancers called the Harajuku Girls. Love Angel Music Baby was met with generally positive reviews by music critics and released a total of six Grammy Award nominations, including Album of the Year during the 2006 ceremony. It debuted at number seven on the US Billboard 200, selling three uh, 3,900 copies in its first week, eventually peaking at number five. The album received multi-platinum sales certifications in several countries and has sold over seven, 7 million copies worldwide. Um, in your, in your, okay, so first question with this, why, why do you think she decided to move away from her old style of New Doubt to do this, basically? I don't know, to be honest. Like, I think, you know, it's natural, I think, with um, people in bands to kind of always dream about their own solo career. And I feel like she was such a strong um, front woman in No Doubt. And, like, you know, not to discredit the other artists, but she really did carry that band. And I think you know people were always interested in you know what Gwen could do individually um and she probably felt that and it was probably um time to explore that and 
she's just yeah she's just a really creative person and and you know I don't know personally like I've never met her I wish but I imagine that she felt held back in a lot of ways and you know music was changing and you know although No Doubt is forever iconic and I still listen to No Doubt today like it's just that genre of music is just amazing I think maybe she thought that it was time to experiment with like pop music and and things like that and you know I'm sure there'll be diehard no doubt fans that say that she sold out you know but I was here for it I was like you know I just want to see who Gwen is and apparently she's an icon so I'm glad I'm glad she did it I really am because um, from what I just read, like obviously she confirmed it was just a side project. She she was never intentionally supposed to release this, but she did it anyway. Like, what what do you think would have um, been if she didn't release this? Do you think it, she'll still be doing No Doubts? Well, I don't know. It's difficult, isn't it? Because she was married to one of the members of No Doubt, and then obviously when they divorced I mean it's I imagine hard to work in harmony that close with someone that you you know you separated from so I think that was always going to be an issue but um yeah I think I think it was always going to happen like I say she's always just been this really colorful like entity anyway even in no doubt so I feel like it was written in the stars for Gwen to just blossom and bloom and give us love angel music baby (laughs) yes I mean was it um have you ever seen her live no um I wish I've been waiting for her to tour for so long like I actually don't even know when her last UK tour was like but yeah, that's another one, like Lily Allen, that I'm, like, patiently, patiently waiting for. Like, I definitely am going to cry, like, when that happens. Because, I mean, yeah, she's such a huge, huge inspiration. And, yeah, to, to be breathing the same oxygen as her, which it will happen. It definitely will. Because she's working on new music now. So, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, one day, one day. Yes. And what is your, you probably have like loads of favorites and you probably can't decide, but I'm going to put you on a spot right now. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite song from the album and why? Um, so I'm going to go with um, Bubble Pop Electric just because like I remember like when, because I had it on CD obviously, and I remember that one was always the one that, um, I'd like put on repeat because if anyone's ever heard that song like it's got such like a really like electronic like it's almost like a giddy kind of like melody to it like it starts off with like all these like bubbles and it's really I don't know like it, I just remember it always like making me feel really like giddy and just like almost giving me like butterflies like you know when music has that effect on your way like oh this is like making me so happy um so I'm actually gonna say bubble pop electric because yeah it's just it's Oh, I don't know. I just found it. It's such a fun song. Like, it's such a fun song. And I know we were talking earlier about, like, Lily Allen and how, like, music needs to have a message and she's so political. But also, I do feel like sometimes, like, we need to have songs like Bubble Pop Electric that are basically just about, like, nothing, just about fun. And, like, just, I think it's about, like, Gwen's, like, getting ready for a date and, like, she's, like, excited for this date and it's just really like such a fun like light happy song so yeah i'd I'd definitely say that one for sure 
Yes. I mean, nowadays she's like not including the Harashuku girls and she's stepping away from that that time, those glory days, shall, shall we say. Um, do you do you think was it? Do you think it 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 was her time to like move on and do different stuff to create um new kind of like genres of music, or did you did you prefer for her to keep that was it that whole historic iconic moments to her career today? Um, to be honest, like I, okay, so her most recent album release, which was this is what the truth feels like. There were some bangers on there, but honestly, like, I didn't rate it as much as Love Angel Music Baby or The Sweet Escape. I also think, like, The Sweet Escape is just, like, the most iconic album ever as well. The 2016 album, This Is What The Truth Feels Like, didn't really hit the same. Um, and I know she's just released a song called Slow, Ca Slow Clap with Saweetie. Um, that's mm -hmm. a vibe. Um, and she also released a song called um, Let Me Reintroduce Myself, which, have you seen the music video for that? I did. She she dresses as the old outfits she, yes. um, she did back in those days. Yeah, she does. And the original Harajuku girls are in that music video as well. So it's just such a nice way for an artist to say, hey, this is my past, like, these are my people, these are my outfits, these are the ways that I used to present myself. But even the song title, Let Me Reintroduce Myself, is so like, okay, like, I'm entering my new era now. I still love the Harajuku girls. I still love everything I was, even in No Doubt and, and that era. And when I watched that music video, it just made me feel so happy because I was like, oh, like, she knows, she knows those eras meant the world to us. But she's also saying, okay, time for a new one. Um, this is my new era and yeah I honestly can't wait for the new album to be honest I think it's going to be gorgeous yes I love it I love it uh, quick one is there anything any facts about this album that people aren't aware of that you know of um to, I don't think so to be honest um I wish there was but no I just think it's an iconic album. I, there's not really one song on the the song. I will say the song that she does with Andre Three Thousand. It's the last song on the album. It's called Long Way to Go. It's about mm -hmm. um racism essentially. So um you know I was saying about Bubble Pop Electric being like fun, but also like there is like a little bit of a message in there even from Gwen um in that song. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just basically saying yeah we've got a long way to go before um you know systemic racism is completely abolished and yeah good for her like it's it's an important message and so yeah that's a little like song at the end that maybe you know has a lot of meaning maybe more so than like rich girl or you know what I mean so yeah mm -hmm. love that song it's a really good song I know this is like typical of like a fan of myself of Gwen Stefani, but my favorite one is always going to be what you're waiting for because if you actually listen to it again and again and again and have those lyrics just absorb uh, absorb your mind as a sponge, it basically just lets you know like what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? like in regards of living your life living your truth like living freely mm -hmm. it's such a banger like it's so good and i agree yeah there's there's also a really important message in that one so 
yeah, iconic album. Love it so much. Yes. Is there anything further you want to discuss with this topic before we move on? I don't think so. I think that pretty much covers it. Yes. Lovely, lovely. Okay, so ladies, gentlemen, non-binary peeps and Cupcake Alaska, are you ready for your next subject of Tea Time? Yes, let's do it. Love it. Okay, so your next subject, um, based on who you are as you are today, your next subject is a television series or film of inspiration and influence. Tonight, your chosen choice is... My chosen choice is I May Destroy You. Um, this was really hard, but I, with this one, um, I was speaking to Liam about it and I just really wanted to make sure that I picked something that like has truly impacted me and had like a lasting effect on me as opposed to something that like you know I just thought was funny and you know stuff like that so um Mm -hmm. yeah I've said it before but on on previous podcasts to be honest but I truly believe that everyone like needs to watch this series like it's impacted me so much and it was only released last year like this you know it's it's like a recent thing um but Mm -hmm. I definitely wanted to mention this for sure uh, let me quickly give the lowdown on people. So, um, Cupcake Alaska's choice of television series or film of insp- um, influence and inspiration is I May Destroy You, which is a British drama television series um, created and written and co-directed and executive produced by Michaela Cole for BBC One and HBO. The series is set in London uh, with... Um, majority basically of a black british cast carl stars as arabella arabella uh, a young woman who seeks to rebuild her life after being raped the series premiered on 8th of june 2020 on the bbc one and on 7th of june 2020 on hbo i remember was it i remember when i heard about this like people were hyping it, uh, hyping it up so much, and I was just like thinking, "What is the whole big deal about it?" And then when I watched that very first episode, my h- heart sank, mm-hmm. knowing of what, like, like what situations and what she has dealt with. Because um, truly, this is actually a true story based on her experiences from um, her last television series, and this is. Like this is real powerful stuff. Mm, it really is. I think I think that's why I wanted to mention it as well because like I watch a lot of trash TV. Like I'm a sucker for fucking Geordie Shore, Catfish, Big Brother. Like I love the circle. Like I love watching shit TV. I think it's really beneficial to just switch your mind <laughs> off in that way sometimes. However, I do feel like it's equally as important to watch things that move you, that educate you, and that, yeah, in the first episode, make you go, holy fucking shit, like, this is heavy. Because we need to be learning about people's experiences. And look, Michaela Cole is fucking brilliant. Like, she is one of the best people living on this planet right now for so many reasons but to be able to produce something like that and make art out of something so traumatic and do it in such a graceful funny entertaining way like that woman deserves the world and 
yeah I just like honestly like you say like that first episode I was like whoa no this is going to be so dark but then you're constantly on this wave of of feeling warm and happy and then you feel uncomfortable and sad and and I think it's important to go through these motions and through these emotions to kind of get a true grasp on what these experiences are like and you know it's so educational as well like I think everyone male female everything in between should watch this series like it's educational it should be part of the school curriculum like it's so so important for so many reasons so yeah because I mentioned I, I mentioned watching the first episode and it was real deep shit like this is the type of show um correct me if I'm wrong that um makes you feel uneasy and makes you feel uncomfortable mm. but at the same time it is that show where you do have to watch it um to be aware of these current situations that we're we're living in right now and correct me if i'm wrong as well this is another thing i want to tell you is she put this out there in a time when it was really needed mm-hmm. no a hundred percent yeah i could not agree more yeah absolutely agree because with the with the first episode if people aren't aware i'm not going to spoil it for anyone uh, who does want to watch it who has never seen it before but on the first episode like from what i remember she dealt with like having a central scene with um a partner of hers like uh, um, friends with benefits shall we say and it was a scene where um she was on a period and correct me if I'm wrong. She had like um, a blood clot that came out of her vagina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the guy even asked her for her consent. I was like, are you okay? If you want me to proceed, like, do you want this to happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you, if like people aren't like, if people go through those the situations, like, what advice do you give them when it happens to them? Yeah, I think, to be honest, like, this whole series is a huge lesson in consent. And what's weird is, even though, you know, the majority of us are sexually active and we're dealing with these situations on a day-to-day basis, there are situations like that when we don't know how to deal with it and we're thinking, well, does this need consent and does that need consent and should this be a conversation or should it just be avoided or you know this that and the other and I think the main theme of this series is consent and what is sexual assault and the the different forms it, it can come in and you know like it's obviously you know trigger warning like you have to issue that because you know there's a lot of us out there that have dealt with these situations and so for a lot of people this is a is a hard situation uh, hard series to you know absorb and 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 watch unfold but at the same time like it's it's so important and yeah it 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 teaches you kind of how to have these open open conversations and as I said earlier Michaela Cole like she puts this like humorous twist on things and there's even conversations about racism in in the series and and just really natural conversations in the series happening between the characters um, that you could very easily come into contact with, you know, at a party or in a friend group or, you know, situations that you could be presented with when you're being sexually active and you're with a partner or a friend with benefits. And, 
you know, I think we're not taught this in school and it, it's not in our sex education or oh, what to do when this happens. And I, fuck, we don't even get taught, taught about consent. Do you know what I mean? And, and this person, mm-hmm. you know, Michaela is using her own trauma and putting it on a plate and being like, you know, I'm going to turn this into art. I'm going to give this to the people and put this out there. Um, because you know nobody else does and nobody teaches you this shit and what a beautiful thing to do you know like how admirable is that that someone is like here's my trauma here's my shit i've made it a bit funny enjoy and honestly it should win every fucking award under the sun because it's just so so beautiful the way it's done Mm-hmm. And what people aren't aware of, if they just watch the show and they're like, oh, this is amazing. What people aren't aware of is this is a true story based off her, her rape ordeal that she experienced on the second series of her show back in um, 2015 to 2017, Chewing Gum. And people aren't aware of that situation that she experienced. And that's the reason why she left I May uh, May Destroy You as just a one-season limited series, basically. Because Mm -hmm. she didn't want it to go any further. She wanted to leave it as it was and just be like, listen, this is not the type of situation that I want it to be commissioned for a second or third series. I want this to be left as a limited series so you guys are aware of what I experienced back in Chewing Gum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And what do you, what do you, uh, what do you, what did you think of that when she, she, like, people found that out? I mean, it's just that, isn't it? It's just like, you know, a lot of films and series are just created as, you know, fiction and just for this thing for us to absorb and enjoy and be entertained by. Um, And I think when someone's own personal, you know, experience comes into it, like, and the fact she's literally, you know, co-directed and produced and created and written, like, it's it, that is a big thing for someone to give and put out into the universe. And I think that's why it just makes the series even more, you know, appreciated is because you know this person has been through this stuff and it adds that weight and that kind of, like, Ugh, like you know it's 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 heavy on your heart when you're watching it because you just it's and in a way it, it's not acting like it's it's real do you know what I mean it's it's done in a graceful mm-hmm. way but it, it's not fiction and and it's not fiction in the sense that this really happened to Michaela but also in the sense that this happens to a lot of people and in every episode there's a situation I, I do feel unfortunate as it is that almost everyone who watches that series can relate to at least one episode and something that happens in it um and unfortunately this is just the fucked up world we're living in where these you know situations are happening so frequently but this is why you know conversations like this one for example is so important and we need to spread awareness and yeah just just talk about it and 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 promote consent you know Mm -hmm. Were you were you aware of when the show was about to come out? Like she was finding um like networks to commission this because it was such heavy stuff. Did you, were you aware of that Netflix only wanted to pay her um just a million pounds to relive this tale, but she said no to them because she was just like, "I'm this is worth much more because this is." 
this is the story I'm putting out there. This is something which is to be shared as raw and honesty. And even though I do, uh, like, I am coming for the money, like, I deserve much more than this because this is my life. This is my life that I'm pouring out there to the world for the world to recognize. And, like, were you aware that they, uh, she declines the, that Netflix offer? And in the result... Netflix uh, snubbed her entirely by removing her program of chewing gum completely during that year. No, I didn't know that. But for one, like, I applaud her for doing that because she's absolutely right. And I'm sure anyone would agree with her. Like, at the end of the day, like, it, it is, it's worth the world. Like, it really is. And, um, yeah, like, Netflix, ugh, like, gross. Do you know what I mean? Like, how how like bratty is that like netflix throwing the toys out the pram and being like right well we're taking the other one off like it's just it completely ignores the message and the meaning behind everything she's trying to do so yeah fuck netflix for that completely mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i know was it i know i'm not gonna spoil it for everyone but what is the the scenes that really captured you? What was the episodes that really captured you the most, which you t- took with you, and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna rem- remember this for the uh, for this day on. Um, it was probably um without spoiling it, there is a hookup between the um best friend of Michaela the gay guy that she's um close with and he hooks up with someone else and they sleep together and then something happens after that do you know what I'm referring to yeah I think I know what you're you're talking about yeah so the reason that stuck with me is because I've had a lot of conversations with like friends and um, associates who sometimes say, oh, well, you know, this happened and I'm not sure if it was, you know, an assault or if it was this because, you know, I, they were this and they were that. And I did. And and that's definitely something that resonated with me as well, because a lot of my um, experience with sexual assault was like, was it, wasn't it? And I think like that episode were something happens and he reaches out and he's like okay so this thing happened with this person that I'd slept with but then is it sexual assault because I'd slept with them just and and that conversation of okay so just because x y and z doesn't completely erase the fact that it was sexual assault do you know I mean you're still valid in that experience Mm -hmm. and how that felt and what that was you know you don't it you don't need to justify it and I think that for me stood out because I feel like that's one of the most educational episodes in terms of consent and what assault can actually be and the forms that it can come in and I think that potentially can help people massively come to terms with things that maybe have happened to them and you know mm-hmm. accept it and you know things like that so yeah, that that's the episode for me that I was like, wow, yeah, this is this is important shit, basically. Because I'm so glad you 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 speak of that without spoiling it for people. Because mm-hmm. I I share this with everyone now, and I'm really open by speaking it. And if anyone wants to discuss it further, I'm happy to discuss it. But I was raped when I was at the age of twelve, and it it really does show to the world like 
okay, we're we're fighting for um female rights when it comes to sexual assault, harassment, rape, and all of this. But people aren't still aware. People are still clueless that even homosexual uh, homosexuals such as myself, um, males basically, are also into this. Like they're also into this ordeal. And people like think, oh, just because he's gay, he's probably gonna like it. No, we're like we're like everyone else. We we have to go through that ordeal. Like I remember when that happened to me, I lost so much, um, so much um, self confidence within myself. I lost so much self esteem, and I I remember I did not regain that back until probably the age of like 22 23 i'm now 28 and i know my truth and i know who i am i'm, I'm self-aware now and i'm i'm open i'm an open book i can talk about this right now but mm -hmm. back then i was i was like i was so lost in my world knowing that people wouldn't believe me people would think oh he he's just feminine he, um he enjoys this shit people people i remember back then when like first like i remember when i said the first thing to my mom like this happened to me uh she like a she was just like like the first thing she was like are you gay like that was the first thing she was like saying and i'm just like thinking listen this is not the time to even fucking mm. like say this to me first first hand because i'm experiencing confusion of my sexuality but mm -hmm. she was it she did not even acknowledge the fact that I I felt lost in that world, knowing that like what the fuck just happened to me, you know? Yeah, exactly. And and thank you for sharing that. Like, I I appreciate that you've shared that, and it's yeah. I think it's important for us, you and I both, to speak about our experiences. And yeah, I the stigma needs to be broken for sure. Like, and there is a stigma, and like you say, particularly um in the gay community, it's like oh but this that and the other and it's like why are we justifying things that would simply not stand in 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 a heterosexual um experience or situation um but yeah i think same as you you know even as you know me i saw that episode and i was just like yeah this is important shit like it really is and that's from you know my um close male gay friends that have have, have had mm -hmm. similar situations to that like I, I resonated with it in that way like it's it's unfortunately a lot more common than you would think and yeah it's it's sad and it needs to be spoken about for sure and correct me if I'm wrong that was like probably the first time like the experience of um like like homosexuality and rape coming together like was brought to light in like our television screens am i right I yeah i would imagine so yeah I, I i would imagine so completely yeah because i, I remember when I, like i know exactly what what episode you're talking about so mm -hmm. when i saw that i i my jaw dropped and i was just like wow they really did that and i'm mm -hmm. really appreciative that they did this because we also like we ourselves in the in the LGBT community. We we don't get like this recognition that we are like trying to go through this situation. Like we're healing from this situation, and no one speaks about it. Yeah, exactly. The, it needs to be spoken about more. And this, you know, series, this episode was 
a great starting point for that. So yeah, I think really important. And even really it, and even if and even if we speak about it, even if we we're brave enough to say something, it always goes back to oh, you probably liked it really. And I'm just like thinking, are you are, are you honestly not looking at the full story? Like, are you honestly just like self aware and like you're not self aware of this situation? Yeah, exactly. I think. I think what's so great about the episode in particular and just about the series in general is it's really validating for people that have been through these experiences and they can watch it happen and they're just like, oh shit, like fuck, that happened to me. And you watch these, you know, situations unfold and these characters deal with the things in the way that they do. And I think it's validating. And I think people, I think that's a great thing for a TV series to offer is this sense of like, okay, well that happened to me and maybe that's how I should deal with it and and how I should process it. And yeah, like I said before, what what a great like gift to be able to give someone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Before we get into the next subject and the ditties, what advice would you give to those listening right now as well as those who will be listening on the streaming sites when this is available? What um what advice would you give them by saying you need to watch the show? Um, I would just say that, you know, it's first and foremost, I mean, I know we've spoken about, you know, the potentially, <laughs> you know, traumatic um elements of viewing this series and, and it is quite a difficult watch but it's really funny as well like it's really entertaining and it's one of those series that you'll watch and you will cry and you will laugh as well like it's not just all doom and gloom like the way Michaela Cole has created this um you know series is just it's really entertaining and to be entertained educated and moved by something surely is the absolute most you can kind of like wish for from a tv series um so yeah like it's not just all oh this is going to be depressing and it's going to be the you know it's it's really funny like there's really really fun entertaining parts of this series so you know besides it's just a win-win situation do you know what i mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. love it love it is there anything further you want to discuss with this subject before we move on no i think we've covered everything yes love it okay the first one is from my spicy latina herself it is pandose paulo como estas and emily jane how are you honey hey i'm just here showing support my love and definitely everybody out there clap it up show support love follow engage subscribe and share the show yeah i'll just be sitting here uh, i'm sorry I, I showed up late and what is my drink i am not having tea i'm just having water i've been hearing in the streets everybody is drinking water 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 oh you hear the birds they want to talk to they said hi anyway so yeah i'm just having some water today some ice water to be exact oh and those kids are yelling in the background sorry sorry those aren't mine anyway so yeah i'll be sitting here for a little bit to chill with you ah, nice. thank you pandaste uh she was uh, she was actually on tea time um a couple of episodes ago and she really did move me when she discussed um um bullying sp specifically on stereo because unfortunately she's currently dealing with um stereo bullying 
And she mm. made a powerful statement by saying that if you believe online bullying, if you believe like physical bullying is happening, oh, you guys aren't aware that Stereo has its own bullies as well. Mm. So she made a powerful statement about it. Good. That definitely needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, the next one is from Money Penny. Hello, lovely Paolo and the amazing Cupcake. Um, you probably don't know me, Cupcake, uh, but I did the tea time with the lovely Paolo and he had me in tears talking about some shit that's happened to me in the past and some of it is not far away from the stuff you're talking about. I just want to say how brave you are, how how much respect I've got for you, the way that you're talking about it. I know I can do it and Paolo can do it. And most people can put on a very brave, confident, defiant angst and talk positively about what has to be done. But sometimes after doing that, you just want to go and sit in a corner and cry your bloody eyes out. I don't know if you're that sort of person, but I just want to say I'm really, really behind you and supporting you. You don't need me, but you are terrific. Never forget that. You are really one strong girl. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yes. Um, Emily, if you aren't aware, um, Money Penny is actually the first person to catch long COVID um, back in November 2019, before the pandemic was even like addressed to the whole nation. And unfortunately, she um, she broke down um, the she broke down the bits um, to me by saying um, her experience of long COVID is really severe, and she's described it as like um, suffering, like basically suffering with AIDS, and she believes she doesn't have long to live. And when she said that it really broke me down into tears because like I was like thinking I really weren't, wasn't aware of this and I really do want the message to be spread about this. So this is why I'm saying this to you, just in case you you weren't aware of yourself. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I wasn't aware and that's, you know, that's really God, terrible, moving, shocking, just, well, yeah, I think I I agree with you. I think that's an uh, important message to spread. That's so sad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is there any advice you would uh, say to Moneypenny um, in regards of trying to live her life as much as possible, even though she can't go anywhere because she's currently in a wheelchair and she can't really go out? How can you, what advice would you give to Moneypenny right now because she's listening um, into trying to live as much as life as possible that she can possibly do. Oh, just just do anything that you know releases serotonin and gives you you know butterflies. I mean, God, like for me, as we mentioned earlier, listening to Bubble Pop Electric by Gwen Stefani for me just makes me feel so happy inside. And you know, at the end of the day, we have constant access to these chemicals in our brain, and it's just about figuring out um how to um stimulate them and and release them and so you know even though you are limited to what you can do you're not limited to what you can feel and yeah my advice would just be like release that serotonin do the things that give you butterflies no matter how big or small and yeah just 
scream everything you believe in from the rooftops as well like just you know we don't know how many lives we get it might potentially just be one so just do it don't care about like what others think like it's not relevant it's just a simulation just pretend that you're the main character at all times everyone else is just a backing actor <laughs> like you know you're the main character and if you live your life like you're doing character you'll be fine just do whatever you want to do no matter what I love that. I love that. Thank you for coming in, Money uh, Money Penny. I really do love having your company around. And welcome back to Tea Time, my love. Welcome. Um, the next one is from my gal April, all the way from Canada. Hey, Paolo. Hey, Cupcake Alaska. It's your girl Apes here. Tuning in for Tea Time. I have to apologize if my voice doesn't sound that sexy i have a sore throat right now and i'm waiting on results to see if i have covid but i am going to tune in in the meantime sending you both love oh get well soon babes i I was gonna make a joke (laughs) before she said the whole covid situation i was just like girl how much pussy did you have to eat this week <laughs> love you april get well soon darling get well soon and welcome back to tea time um I, okay so we are about to close the show guys um so you are in for a treat um as this is the fifth subject that we're going to get into um if any returnees are back for tea time welcome you know you are aware of the fifth subject so to close the show off with it is the wild card subject so what that means is I pass the baton on to Cupcake Alaska and it means she can talk about anything that's um, about her life, who she is, as she is um, today. Uh, it could be of any avocation, anything to be mindful of, anything of influence, uh, anything at all really. So Cupcake Alaska, take it away. What is your wildcard subject to close the show off with? So, my wild card subject to close the show, I literally just want to talk about um, trans rights in general, but more specifically, my best friend and brother, Lucian, aka Luce, who is listening, so hi. Um, And yeah, I just really want to talk about them, give them some hype in the chat, you know. So, um, for everyone listening, my brother, Luce, is um transgender and currently transitioning um really kind of in the middle of everything right now in terms of process you know um booking his top surgery um i will talk a little bit later about donations in terms of that as well um so i've always been like an advocate for trans rights so one of my best friends is trans and then obviously my brother Luce is trans as well um but I believe that you don't really even need to know a trans person to be a trans activist like this is something that we all should be behind I mean you know it's nice even today um Instagram have released a feature where you can add your pronouns to your profile this is huge like this is like actually something that seems so minor but is actually so massive in terms of um, moving forward and if you haven't already like using that feature and putting your pronouns in your Instagram profile is just huge and massively helpful to the trans and non-binary community so definitely do that if anything um 
but yeah I think a lot of people sometimes are like well why do we need trans rights why do we need to be a trans activist and you know why is this something that we need to be behind um and you know there's loads of reasons um why we need to be behind it um which I'm I'm happy to go into I mean and I'm sure you're with me in in this fight as well Paolo so yeah mm-hmm. that's 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 my subject anyway <laughs> listen get into the, uh, the deep shit because I'm all for trans rights you know I'm part of this community where i believe every soul is um a deserving soul so please do go in depth with this because this is something i really want to listen to Mm. okay so i think first and foremost like something that i really want to talk about is the gender recognition act um so basically the 2004 act set out the legal process through which basically a person must go through um to change their gender on their birth certificate and um this is not an identity document but it is important for some trans people um as it basically means they can legally get married and be buried in their preferred gender as well so um government figures suggest that since 2004 less than 5000 trans people in the UK have been issued with a gender recognition certificate um GRC for short under the GRA um, and this is simply not good enough so currently GRA requirements include a medical diagnosis of gender dysphoria and proof of a person having lived in their preferred gender for at least two years before their birth certificate can be changed um, and so campaigners um, and trans rights activists have basically said that quite simply this is invasive and it places trans people in the uncomfortable position of basically having to prove their gender to an independent panel of strangers um and we also basically just need to allow non-binary identities to be legally recognized like it's it's something that just needs to happen now so i'm i'm obviously in the process of seeing someone if not the closest person to me go through this right now and you know it's hard it's 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 bringing up a lot of trauma for this person a lot of stress and and a happy life-changing moment for this person it it shouldn't be this difficult you know so this is why we need to um fight for change um and I also just want to add that the there have been some updates on this and um the UK government has committed to making small administrative um improvements to the process of legal recognition um so, for example, the fee will be reduced to a, no, uh, a nominal amount and it will move online. However, it does mean that this process won't be demedicalized and a self-determination process as is already in place in countries like the Republic of Ireland and Norway and Argentina will not be introduced. Um, legal recognition will also not be extended to non-binary people um, and under 18s as well. So I honestly would really recommend signing some petitions there is a petition that i it's my pinned tweet on twitter right now um but it's basically just um trying to get um non-binary as a legally recognized gender um that this is like really really important um as well and to be honest if you google petitions for trans rights there's loads um that you can sign that are the um, and yeah, I just I just feel like we really need to shout about this at the moment um, constantly. I mean, the government just keep giving us little fucking 
like you know tiny little crumbs of, of of movement and improvement and it's just really not good enough it's not it's not the change that we need to see um it needs to be more it needs to be more effective so yeah that's something that I'm always kind of advocating for but as I mentioned earlier even little things like you know putting your pronouns in your bio and 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 things like that like it's just all these small steps that will essentially amount to a much bigger change and acceptance of this you know community so yeah that's me (laughs) yes I, I just want to ask you, so is your is your sister um, uh, Nicole? So, okay, so my brother is loose, so we're related by blood. And then Nicole is my brother's fiancé. So oh, they okay. live together mm-hmm. and, and loose will be listening now um, via Nicole's stereo. So that's mm-hmm. why Nicole is here, but it's essentially Nicole and loose both listening. So, yeah. So I just want to put out there. So Luce, if you you are listening, you are a valid individual. You deserve to you deserve to have every right to be who you are, and I want you to like uh, take from this show and take from what Emily has said that you are a deserving person. You deserve to be who you are. You deserve to live your truth. You deserve to live in this world. You deserve every ounce of recognition, just like every other trans person as well that I know of, that I'm friends with, that need to realize and soak in the fact that you are loved by a lot of people. Even if it's not the majority, the minority right now, no, and love you for who you are. So I'm thankful that you have listened to this show. And I'm thankful that, like, I know your sister because your sister is an absolute gorgeous individual. And I'm, even though I don't know you, but I have also, I have um, from Emily your Instagram. So I'm going to follow you before this live. Um, I'm going to follow you and I'm going to support you every way. If you need any, was there any conversations? If you want to talk, even though we don't know each other that much, listen, I have every second, every minute, every time in my life to talk to a person such as yourself, because like you are, you are fabulous. You are an incredible person for allowing yourself to do this. And if anyone tells you otherwise, listen, they could go fuck themselves because they're, <laughs> they're the insecure bitches, like I said from the beginning of the show. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. We we do have like a group chat and Luce is posted in it right now with like crying gifts and saying, I'm crying, I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> I mean, they should, they, well, they, they should be because I didn't know they, they need to they need to know that they deserve every single ounce of happiness. And even mm-hmm. though like, listen, let, let's be honest and let's be raw and realistic here. Obviously, there's going to be obstacles in, in their life, knowing that they're going to come uh, stumble, um, stumble upon like cunts in their life, like from past and future and present even. But listen, I know for a fact, I have witnessed friends who have gone 
and announced that they want to be trans or they're transitioning right now or have transitioned. So even though I aren't 100% aware of how it all works, how it all stems from, how it all comes from in reality, just know that I have absolute 100% support for your sister for being who they are and living their truth. Because at the end of the day, like, I, if I was in their position, I would want that um, every ounce of love and support to be for me, you know? And mm -hmm. Emily will probably agree, because, like, we, we don't know, like, we, we need to be put on their shoes to know what it feels like, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, I agree. And... You know, it's a big step that he's taken and, you know, I'm, I'm that he, so Luce is basically like such a, not really even like an introvert, but like he will just basically like, he's the type of person who will be like, if someone gets his food order wrong in a restaurant, he'll be like, oh, it's fine. I'll, I'll just eat it. Like, it's fine. You know, it's no bother. Like, I'll just eat the food. Don't complain. Whereas I'm the sister who's like, excuse me my brother's food is wrong can you sort this out please can you do this and I feel like that's a big part of our like brother sister dynamic is that I'm like no no no. if your pronouns are he him you tell people that you put that in your bio you tell people I don't want to be she anymore I don't want to be this mm -hmm. like you do that and like I feel like we work with each other to you know make this the journey that it needs to be for him like and yeah, I just feel like we're each other's like number one fan, which is like the coolest thing ever. But oh. also like he, he he definitely sometimes needs that extra little like push. And that's why I, you know, definitely wanted this last um segment to be about him and his transition and trans rights because I think a lot of the time trans people struggle to find that like voice and that like courage to be like, well, no, this is who I am, this is how I identify. And sometimes mm -hmm. it takes, you know, someone else to be like, nah, just do it and, and, and give that little push. So, yeah, I just want that to to be what this is, basically. This last segment of the show is this, like, you're doing great. We're here for you, like, always. And, yeah, just keep going, keep smashing it. And it's going to be an amazing year, I think, for him. So, yeah. And also, um, just to put out there, I do apologize to Luce if like if I said um he or she um through this wild card because don't get me wrong, I I I have to put out there to have myself corrected because I do get confused time after time. And like like I said, it's not too deep in my eyes, but I do want people to correct me because I'm not that kind of person where I want to take the piss out of it. I do valid pronouns now nowadays. Oh, like yeah. I haven't before and I haven't realized it until recently, even though I'm a queer person and I I use the pronouns he, she, they because I didn't at the end of the day, for me, I don't care if people call me he, she, they. Like as long as you you know me and you know what kind of person I am mm -hmm. and what a fabulous person I am, really. But that's <laughs> not the case. The case is I want people's like even my trans friends have to correct me and I always have to apologize and also say thank you because I want to be a better person to allow them to know that they deserve to be who they are and deserve to have the correct pronouns pronounced, you know? 
Of course. And that you, that is all you can do. Like, you know, I think even the people closest to Luce will sometimes um, misgender him or use the wrong pronouns. And it's like, oh, shit, I'm so sorry. Like, and it's one of them. It's just correct yourself, move on. Like, it's not a big deal. And I think, yeah, it's 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 just that. Like you say, like, it's the best thing to do is just correct it, move on. And then you've, you've done that, but it's, it's all love. Like, I think people can tell when it's coming from a place of love and when it's coming from a place of just like, you know, not nice energy. Um, but mm. yeah, I think as long as we're aware of it, like we're doing the most and, and like you say, like pronouns, I mean, I've got a client in the spa tomorrow, tomorrow morning, my first client of the day, the pronouns are Z, Zem which is something I'm not like hugely familiar with. But, you know, like even in my job, I often come into contact with people that um, have, you know, different pronouns and stuff. And yeah, like that for me, I was like, oh, okay, like I need to remember that like Z and Z, like that's a new one for me. And, you know, I just will remember that that's their pronouns and stuff. So yeah, it's it's a learning progress for all of us. And it's only natural that we'll make mistakes. But as long as we're aware of it, then we're doing the most that we can. Like that's that's all mm-hmm. we can do, you know? Exactly. And just to give once again a shout out to Luz, I have added you on Instagram and I uh, do hope you add me back because <laughs> you are you are an incredible and you are fabulous, um, darling. And like I said, <laughs> if you do want to talk, if anything, about your mental health, about your top surgery, and Emily, I please, 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 please uh, give me that link for... Um, uh, are you doing a GoFundMe page? Yeah, so it's basically, it's Luce's GoFundMe page and it's linked in my bio. So I have a link tree in my bio and it's linked there. Um, To be honest, Luce is moving quick with his surgery. Like, you know, it's all, um, there's like a finance situation that's being worked out. And yeah, we're moving through with it like it is happening. But, you know, donations are always appreciated because, you know, these things are, you know they're not cheap and you know we we all mm-hmm. wish they were so the gofundme page is still live and still going to be used towards um yeah the the surgery itself but also things like consultations and stuff so yeah that's in my instagram bio for anyone listening um mm-hmm. it's yeah you'll see it plain and, and if, you, if you if you are and if loose is okay with it what i'm gonna do is after we end this live i'm gonna add that link to my link tree so if anyone coming uh goes to my link tree and they come across a gofundme page i'm gonna encourage them to donate as well as another friend for donations for t- their top surgery because um there is um someone that i'm familiar with that i'm friends with that's called evan slash finchy on stereo and they they basically have said to themselves I'm really scared to put it out there, but I was like, you know what, babes, just give me that link for whatever. <laughs> do you, do a GoFundMe page? Give me a cash app. Give me whatever. I'm gonna promote the shit out of it. You know. I love that. Me and you are basically just these people that are like, oh, are you, are you feeling a bit unshy or a bit un- a bit shy and unconfident? Okay, well, we'll do it. We'll take the push. We'll fucking post the link. <laughs> like me and you are such like pushers. We're pushers. <laughs> Yeah, because essentially, like, even though we're put on this existence to live our lives, like, at the end of the day, there's no harm in done by uh, helping others in this kind of situation, mm. you know? 
absolutely yeah absolutely what a great way to close the show as well like it's all love yes is there anything further you want to discuss with this topic before we close the show no that that just about does it that's great for me yes so guys give it up for my absolute fabulous guest tonight it is cupcake alaska how was your tea time experience oh it was everything i dreamed of and more i feel like this is just exactly what i wanted it to be i think me and you make a great team i really do (laughs) yes and listen like i said before if you ever in london bitch hit me up let's get absolutely swashed and get our tits out for the gays you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think i think me and Catherine potentially might arrange a london road trip soon just to yeah get this shit done like it needs to happen so yeah i think summer this year let's organize it we definitely need to make it happen yes and i've never been to liverpool in my life so if i'm ever there listen i'm gonna get crash your place girl <laughs> oh yes you are more than welcome yes you are yes once again guys give it up for my special guest cupcake alaska aka emily morris one an absolute Ooh. iconic guest i've had on tea time yes okay guys this is your moment to bring any voice notes anything at all um anything to mention um if you want to say goodbye anything goodbyes if you want to mention any topics that we've discussed throughout this tea time episodes please do so now before we leave you guys i love you and yeah so let's get into the first one the first one is i believe nicole and your your brother so let's see what they're saying hello it's me with nicole's head the brother in question (laughs) um i've not really had much to say tonight because i've actually just enjoyed listening for once and it's just yeah nothing i didn't already know because i'm the uh, subject expert but yeah love you loads thank you for for being you you're the best sister ever love you Oh, I'm, I'm getting all gushy, you know. Oh, <laughs> I'll bring I'll bring Luce to London, eh? Like, let's do yes. it. Yes. Listen, Luce, you have a place to stay at my house as well. Like, listen, people don't realise my room isn't in the attic floor and it can actually fit four double beds. So, listen, you guys have a massive space over here Ooh. to crash, you know? And also, was it also? I'm a bit of a party, a party animal, so don't be afraid if I if I do a last minute house party, and then you guys are like, "What the?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for that. Yes, I love it. I love it. Okay, we have another. Um, we have a message from my gal Fantasia. Hey, Paolo. Hey, Alaska. Oh, cupcake, Alaska. Hope all is well. This is me calling or chiming in without headphones. Yes. She's okay. So I have to explain what she meant from that last bit um, from her voice note. So what happened is when I did my Drag Race review show for Down Under yesterday, she was chiming in um, quite a lot like she usually does. But for some reason, by half of the way through the show, her voice notes was completely blank and silent. 
And I'm no. just like, child, like, what's going on here? Like, what shambolic behavior is this? <laughs> and no. listen, she, she messaged me, accusing, like, not really accusing <laughs> me, just like cheekily even saying, girl, why did you mute me? Like, what is this? <laughs> and I'm just like thinking, child, I did not mute your, your, your gorgeous ass, okay? You, I did not mute anything. You know, I love you. So that was the situation. And then she, you know what she says? I blame it on stereo, like everyone does. Wow. <laughs> well, I can't disagree with that. <laughs> I love it. Welcome, Fantasia. Uh, we have a message from April. I just want to say thank you so much, Emily, for bringing attention to trans rights and coming prepared with notes and facts. I think that it's really important to educate people on what's going on and see how they can be an ally for the trans community. Um, so yeah, as somebody from the queer community themselves, I just want to say thank you and it was a pleasure listening in. Oh my god, you're so welcome. It's, it's, it's what I was put on this earth to do. Like, it's something that I just find so easy because I'm so passionate about it and yeah, you're very, very welcome anytime. <laughs> uh, and once again, like I said, guys, um, Lucy's GoFundMe page for his top surgery will be linked on my link tree in a couple of moments, in perhaps maybe a half an hour or less. And check that out. It'll be on the bottom of the page. So don't miss it at all. It's going to be there. And guys, donate. Even if it's just like £5 or £10 or $5, $10, wherever you are in the world, go and bloody donate. Give the person <laughs> what they want, you know? If mm -hmm. I want to get fucked, I'm going to say out loud, I want to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, we have another one from Fantasia. Oh, Lord, I'm mad late. I'm really late. And this is me with the headphones, Paolo. Um, well, I will listen back to your live. Um, but talk to you guys later. Yeah, thanks, gal. Thanks for coming in. Even though it was um, real late, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Too late, but yeah, listen yeah. back. Okay, guys, once again, give it up for my fabulous guest, Cupcake Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Okay, before we go, let me remind you guys that this week is the last week for the first season of Tea Time, which has been an incredible journey since this started. So let me remind you of the schedule. So tomorrow at 9 o'clock UK time and 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. 1 p.m. at PDT time, um, I will be having the fabulous Fantasia over for tea time, which is a long time coming. Because let me let me tell you the situation, Emily. She had to. Um, she is really shit scared. Like she's shit scared <laughs> about talking live on stereo. Like she has no problem about chiming in on voice notes, but mm -hmm. she is shitting bricks when it comes to like coming for like um, a guest spot on tea time. What what words of wisdom would you give to Fantasia right now about her tea time tomorrow? Well, I would say have a nice glass of wine. <laughs> I drank half the bottle, by the way, Paolo. <laughs> you drank the whole bottle? No, half. Half. Oh, half a bottle. Half. Okay, you're sensible. You're a sensible child. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, a nice a nice glass of wine is always um, 
helpful and yeah I think you're such an amazing host and you're you just I mean you really are the light of the conversation we provide the information but you're the one that you carry it through you know so there's nothing to be nervous about I mean all the structure and motion is there and provided by you so yeah it's it's a breeze it's fun I think to be honest like this has been one of the best talks I've ever done on stereo just because like it's just so nice like the way we we vibe we vibe and I think this show is is just so fun and also really potentially educational so yeah thank you for having me like I've really loved it and you're a great host I want to do it again already (laughs) (laughs) don't worry I might was it I might give was it another part for every other guest who who has come back you know because like you know life life changes over time people Mm -hmm. experiences change even if it's a matter of less than a year like I'm always um, loving to bring um, returnees back to normal. So who knows? I might hit you up. I might crawl a message like le- very soon to you, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Part two coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And continuing with the schedule, guys, for this week on the 14th of May, I have the other half of Mr. Mucky, James McPhee, uh, who's also my co host for Stereo Snatch Game. It is Chloe McPhee, guys. Yes. And then on the 15th of May, we are going to be crossing the pond with the spiciest burrito himself. It is King Gio. And then to close the season finale of season one of Tea Time with Paolo Pereira, I have the one, the only, Mother in america where she is going to be talking about her life to me and all things mother in america really so yeah so you guys do not want to miss that tea time extravaganza this week uh before we close season one but do not worry guys i will be bringing you back your tea time experience fix but what's it that was a tongue twister. With a ton- <laughs> uh, I'm saying it again. Your tea time experience will return fresh like a daisy for season two on early June. As you know, I do need to take a breather. I need to um, take my take good care of my mental health. And as well, mm-hmm. I'm going back to my part time job, which is probably going to be um, a fucking shit a shit show. So I have to prepare myself and be like, "Oh, girl, we are back in reality." You know? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. so guys you do not want to miss that and yes um cupcake alaska i appreciate you gal i really do love you and thank you for being on tea time um tonight and i just absolutely adore you thank you so much i adore you as well i can't wait to meet you in real life and this has been an absolute pleasure so thank you so much for having me and hopefully yeah. i'll be able to tune in to your last few um, tea times before you go back to the grind which I wish you the best of luck with because it is very hard so make sure you look out for yourself and have your best interests at heart mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and guys with that have a great morning have a great afternoon have a great evening wherever you are in the world and guess what bitches stay motherfucking spicy as always <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, Bye. Emily. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Love you, guys. Bye. Love you, bye. Love you, love you, love you.